chocolate already just to get together, all right? So this will, this doesn't matter, all right? <clears throat> Deuteronomy 32, verse 1. This is the song of Moses, and um, we're not going to read the whole thing, but he really, this is another like psalm, but he really is reminding them of the truth of who God is and what God has done. And verse 1, Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, as raindrops on the tender herb and as showers on the grass. For I proclaim the name of the Lord. Ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are justice, a God of truth, and without injustice, righteous and upright is he. Here is Moses. This is just the introduction of his song or psalm. And, and he calls, he begins by turning the focus toward who God is. For the last nearly 20 weeks, we have been looking at the attributes of God. And, and I'm not going to review them individually today, but, um, this is our, our wrap up of the attributes of God, and it's really, it's really wrapping them all up, but it's also, um, one specific attribute of God that you could say encapsulates all of them. That God is perfect. And, and Moses said here, I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. You know, we'll use the term perfect in, in various settings and and we understand that it it isn't perfect friday evening um was a near perfect evening i mean the wind laid down um we went kayaking out at red haw and red haw was just like a mirror it was just beautiful but it was We'd say it was a perfect evening, but it wasn't perfect because I ached when I got out of the kayak and you got to load up the kayaks. And I mean, you can, you can, um, identify various things. Oh, that was a, a perfect meal for the situation. Well, you can always find something wrong. I, I saw an interview, uh, uh, three coaches were talking to a, a, a player, and they said, man, that game you played against such and such a team, <clears throat> that, I don't know what got into you, but that was a perfect game that you played. But then the head coach said, there's only one thing I'd noticed that you should have done different. And I thought, there, there goes the perfect. He said, that shot you took with the outside of your right foot, you should have hit it with your left foot. So it wasn't perfect, was it? 
In this world, in, in baseball, there, there have been over 150 years of Major League Baseball. <clears throat> over 220,000 games have been played. And there's only been 23 perfect games pitched. A perfect game means the pitcher pitches to, there's, there's three outs in every inning, okay? Nine innings. Nine times three is 27, right? New math, old math, it's still the same. So it, it means the pitcher has pitched to 27 batters and not one of them got on base. He didn't hit any of them. He didn't walk any of them. There wasn't a pass ball. There were 27 up and 27 down. And in, in 220,000 games, there's only been 23 of those that have happened. And I got thinking, a perfect game would be to throw 27 pitches. And every pitch they hit and you get them out. But in baseball, they call that a perfect game. When you have 27 up and 27 down, not one player reaches a base. But when it comes to God, we can't really even describe or imagine the perfectness of God. We, we try to put a definition on it and, and, in the Hebrew and in the Greek, it means a, a wholeness, a soundness, integrity, um, completeness, perfection. I always love it when they use the word that you're trying to define. What does perfect mean? It means perfection. Oh, that helps a lot, right? But um, it, it carries also a sense of, of calmliness, of beauty, of... Uh, it's hard to describe it and to differentiate from what we looked at last week, that God is majestic. He is perfect. So all the attributes that we've looked at, I mean, holiness. If, If God wasn't perfect in holiness, he wouldn't be holy. If he wasn't perfect in justice, if there was one little area where he wasn't just, he wouldn't be just. He is perfect in, in every area. He's all-knowing. If there was one area, one little tiny area that he didn't know, no, he is perfect. And, and Moses' foundational statement here, um, he calls attention to four things that that help us to understand a little bit of God's perfectness. He said, he is the rock. And we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but he is immovable. He is perfect. He, he will always be and always has been. He is the rock. And then it says that all his ways are justice. All his ways are just, are right. There's, there's nothing that we can, can pin down otherwise. And then it says, a God of truth and without injustice. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. He is upright and just. 
um, righteousness and uprightness is his. It is interesting, in 2 Samuel 22 and verse 31, it says, As for God, his ways are perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to those who trust in him. Job 37 and verse 16, it says, Dost thou know the balancings of the clouds and the wondrous works of him who is perfect in knowledge? Again, he calls attention to his creation, and, and it says, God in his perfect knowledge put all of this together. And then in, Job, in, in Psalm 18, uh, a verse that we often quote that really is a quoting of Second Samuel. As for God, his way is perfect. The unchangeability of God means that there is no way in which any of his attributes can become greater or lesser. Isn't that, isn't that comforting? Isn't that faith building, there's no way that any of his attributes can become greater or lesser. He is perfect. They cannot change. And he can neither increase or decrease in knowledge, in love, in righteousness, in any of his attributes. He is so perfect that he undergoes no change. See, everything in life can be improved upon. I, I don't even know. What, what's the latest iPhone what? 11? 12? But whatever the latest is, you hesitate saying because it, you're afraid everybody will think, look at that, that person's right on top of that stuff. You know. Whatever it is, if it's 11, there'll be a 12 because they can make the camera a little better and the case a little stronger. And I think one of is is 11 waterproof now. I thought I saw in a magazine you can drop it in water and I don't know. Don't try it. Don't I'm not liable, okay? The minute you walk in this door, all liability is is erased, all right? But all of life it's there's another version. Another, why? Because we've never got that which is perfect. God is still on 1.0 version because he is perfect. He's never said, ah, maybe we should have done this. No. He is perfect in all his ways. God is perfect. And secondly, then God in the flesh, Jesus Christ, lived a perfect life. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. Verse 20, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God... Did beseech you through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf that you be reconciled to God. Then notice verse 21. For he, that's reference to God, made him, Jesus Christ, and what does it say about Jesus Christ? Who knew no sin, Jesus Christ knew no sin, 
to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus Christ, who knew no sin, he was perfect. He was, you read in the Old Testament, and if you're going through the Bible readings, you read these offerings, take a lamb without spot or blemish. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, he was without spot or blemish. He was perfect in all his ways, and he knew no sin. Otherwise, the rest of the verse would be meaningless. If he had sin, he couldn't become sin for us and take our place. But because he was without sin, he was perfect. He was able to step in and pay the penalty for our sin. He bore our sin and he fulfilled the law completely so that in him... We are made the righteousness of God. Hebrews says, we don't have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but he was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. God manifest in the flesh is Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ lived a perfect life. Hebrews 9 and verse 28 says, So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him he shall appear a second time without sin unto salvation. Christ died because of our sin, not because of his own. And so we rejoice. God is perfect. And and when he manifested in the flesh in his son, he was perfect without sin. And so the application for us, Second Corinthians chapter five, who knew no sin, he made God made Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We must boldly identify with the righteousness of Jesus Christ, with the perfectness of Jesus Christ. We, we know sin. We're very, very conscious of our sin. We had sin. How can I be made righteous There's only one way to understand that Jesus Christ, the perfect Savior, the perfect Lamb, came to this earth, lived the perfect life, paid the penalty for us, but I must receive the gift of Jesus Christ. I must call upon him for the forgiveness of sin. And in so doing, I identify with Christ and in Christ is my righteousness. In Christ is my perfectness. I I am seen by God the Father, and you as a believer are seen by God the Father as complete in Christ, perfect in Christ. This perfection is, is something we ought to rejoice in. Now, this is where it gets down to the nitty-gritty. 
God is perfectly at work in our lives. Accepting God's perfect working. This is where we struggle with God. And this is where, if we really believe God is perfect, it will make a difference in our response to him. Ravi Zacharias, who just in the last couple of weeks went home to be with the Lord, wrote an excellent book, The Grand Weaver. If you've never read it, I'd encourage you to read it. And and if you get nothing else out of the book, it's God that's in control and he's weaving together not just all the things of you. God weaved together your DNA, your design physically and mentally and and every detail about you you are God's design before before you were even born in your mother's womb the bible tells us that God designed he weaved you together there's some people that have never accepted that they they're resisting the weaving of God and trying to undo the threads that he's put together But God uses that design, and he uses the events in our life, good and bad. He uses those events, and he's weaving together a masterpiece for him. He uses people in our lives, good and bad, to weave together a masterpiece, and it's not It's not we are the masterpiece. It's not like he's going to say in heaven, wow, look at this person. Look what I did in his life. We are threads in the grand masterpiece of life that God is going to show. Look at all of history. And look at, here's where you were. See this little thread here? Seriously. But it's, it's, I'm excited that by faith in Jesus Christ, I'm in God's masterpiece. And you are too. But the not so exciting part to our flesh is, why did you bring this thread into my life? It may be an event, a circumstance. God, why did you bring this? And God says, trust me, I'm perfect. I know what I'm doing. I need this thread. You may, you may look and there may be people that have come into your life that you'd think, I did not need that thread. It's a coarse thread. It, everything it touches, it rubs the wrong way. I did not need that thread. And God says, trust me, I'm perfect. I'm weaving this together. And you can trust me. Well, my life is just so commonplace. And how could, you know, I'd I'd like to do some great things, but it's just so commonplace. F.H. Boardham, who was mightily used of God and and yet um, not very well known, but I I just read even this morning... um, 
Ravi Zacharias said, I try to read a chapter of F.W. Boredom every day. And he wrote this little poem. A commonplace life we say and sigh. You know, we can, we can sit here today and say, what is my life? Southern Iowa, it's a pretty good place to live right now, isn't it? But we can say, my life, it's just commonplace, we say and sigh. But why do we sigh as we say? The commonplace sun in a commonplace sky makes us the commonplace day. The moon and the stars are commonplace things. And the flower that blooms and the birds that sings. But dark were the world and sad our lot if the flowers failed and the sun shone not. And God who studies each separate soul out of commonplace lives makes his beautiful whole. And God takes our lives that we may see as very commonplace and he's weaving and he's putting together and he's putting some events that we wouldn't have wanted in our life and he's putting people and he's putting good people in our lives that we say we want more of those threads and he's he's putting good events and bad events and he's that's kind of a way of thinking God is able to make all things work together for good, isn't it? And and someday we're going to see the masterpiece of God. Right now we're looking at the bottom part of it and it's all tangled in the strings. And, and we think, why did that string get cut off all of a sudden? And, and we, don't, we, we don't make sense of it. But but we will. So by faith, we need to surrender to his will. Walking by faith means to follow someone, God, who knows more than we do. Someone who is perfectly good. I mean, why... Why do we struggle with this? He's perfect, and yet we struggle submitting. He's never, ever made a mistake. He can't. And yet, we, we struggle submitting because we are rebellious by nature. We don't like to be told anything, not even where to sit, right? But the reality is, this is God telling us. And, and if we really believe God is perfect, And God said, Peter, cast your nets on the other side. And Peter said, we fished all night and didn't. And he caught himself and he said, nevertheless, at your word, you're, you're perfect, God. So if you said to cast them over, let's do it, boys. And we need to catch ourselves and say, it doesn't make sense. Wait, nevertheless, if you said it, God, you're perfect. I am submitting to your will. Do you understand one of three things will happen to your heart in life? It will either grow hard or cold. 
It will be broken, crushed under the weight of disappointment, or it will be tender. Tender and submissive to God. Our heart can grow cold. I don't see how God loves me if he allowed this into my life, and I don't like this thread. Or it becomes just broken. There's no hope in life, and, and because of all these disappointments, nothing goes my way. Or it can become tender to God and say, God, you are the grand weaver. You are at work putting together my life, putting not just my life, but that you have included me in the grand scope of your masterpiece of life, of history. And that, that I can be this, it may be a dark thread, it may be a bright thread, it may be a combination. But someday, we will fully see God's perfection. In 1 Corinthians 13, you hear that, you think of the love chapter, and indeed it is. But in 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 12, he says, Now we see through a glass dimly, but someday we're going to see face to face. Now we see all these threads, and it, it looks like a tangled up, fishing mess of taking a three-year-old fishing. You know what I'm saying? You take them fishing, and they try to cast it, and they get it caught in the grass or bushes, and you say, just stand there, and they go around, and they get it all tangled up in their feet, and the hook's hanging from their rear end, and, and you know, it's a mess. And, and, and life looks that way at times, doesn't it? And God says, rest in this. I am perfect. You see dimly now. You don't see the masterpiece that I'm making. And we need to just let God hold the threads and let him move the threads however he wants. And someday we will see the beauty And we will marvel at his work and we will say, God, I stand, I stand in awe of you. We will say, God, you are a perfect God. And and talk about eating crow. We've been saying that wasn't right and that shouldn't have been. And we'll see how God's beautiful masterpiece from Adam and Eve clear to the very end and we will praise him for his perfectness what what an amazing God we serve let's bow together in prayer heavenly father I think sometimes we don't even see through a glass dimly. It just looks dark. But, Lord, thank you for your word and your spirit that tells us about all these attributes of who you are and that you are perfect in all your ways. Lord, I thank you.
that you sent your son to live a perfect life to take our place and to bear our sin and our penalty and our death. And Lord, I pray if there is one here today who has never called upon you for the forgiveness of sins, Lord, I pray today that they would receive you and your perfectness in fulfilling the law, in forgiving our sins and giving us a home in heaven. And then, Lord, I pray for every one of us as believers. We look at some of these threads that have come into our life and we want to cut them off and we want to ignore them. We're tempted to get bitter about them. There's others that come into our life and we want to hang on as though that was life itself. What a great blessing. And we don't ever, we worship it more than we worship you. Lord, help us to see you, the grand weaver, that you are perfect in all your ways. And Lord, I know there are many here today that that have had some very, very difficult threads. Would you bless them with a strong faith to know that someday we will say, I stand in awe of you. Lord, may day by day we grow in our understanding of who you are so that we can more properly convey to others who you are and that they may be brought to know you, the perfect Lamb of God. So, Lord, we plead your mercies and we ask for your power to walk in the truth of your perfectness. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I'm going to ask Kathy if she'll play through the song day by day and with each passing moment. Strength I find to meet my trials here. Resting in my Father's wise bestowment. In other words, resting in God's perfectness. I've no cause for worry or for fear. He whose heart is kind beyond all measures gives unto 